0: Yeah, and, and that's what the World Economic Forum does. I mean, that, that is their role: is to bring the 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 mega businesses of the world, the Fortune 500, uh, into the. New World Order, Great Reset, Build Back Better, Green New Deal, you know, they're all stupid marketing terms for the same thing, but it, it all ends the same way. It's all global slavery, global serfdom. And uh, so we are target number one at this point for food crisis, for currency crisis, for civil war. I and mean, the reason they're doing that is because they want to fracture our country. They want to implode us. Um, so, so there's a lot of good things happening around the world. And, and I agree with you, the, the mainstream of opinion globally is with us um, just a lot of people who realize these things don't realize that everybody else realizes these things too because they're still tuning into the tv and thinking oh it's only me and my wife who get it no go out and talk to your neighbors Go out to talk to the people at your church you'll see many many others get it too
1: welcome to business game changers i'm sarah westall I have the great Alex Newman coming to the program. He is one of the world's experts on Agenda 2030 and the United Nations. After we lost Rosa Quarry, I think she was taken out, he is on par with her and her knowledge. And I always equated them kind of alike. They both came from opposite ends of the spectrum politically, but they were just on target when it came to Agenda 2030, and they were couldn't be more aligned in their efforts. And we talk about how being aligned and united in this war that we're fighting is so important and how they put their political differences aside and became good friends and talked a lot because they knew that what they were fighting for was so much more important than other areas and other political things that they disagreed on. And I think that's true of all of us in this country right now and maybe not all of us, but I would say the vast, vast majority, 99% of us. So before I get into this, I want to say there's a lot of things going on in the media. Well, as usual, but we have Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan and China flexing their muscles as they're going to be a World War III. I got to tell you, they really do want to get into war. That is because the narrative is collapsing. So everything we talk about today, you're going to see the media try to deal with what we're talking about and the fact that the people of the world are onto their BS and we're fighting back so what they're going to do is keep trying to drum up other things to get us distracted and to create bigger problems. They always use war to do their resets, to do their monetary resets. It's been historically, I've written articles on this, I've published stuff. It's historically a fact that every time they do some kind of major reset or global thing, we talk about it in this interview, there's war and how they use it. And Alex specifically talks about how they use World War One and World War Two to expand the New World agenda and how they're doing it today. And so what you're hearing, the rhetoric in the media, the wars, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they start a war. And, and I'm sorry that this is a reality. They really do want a full-blown war so they can bring in their New World order. And that's what we have to stop because... They don't care how many of us die. They've already shown us that with COVID, and people are still dying, unfortunately. They're showing us in Ukraine where they want to fight to the last person. They don't care about the Ukrainians. They say they do, but they only say they do to keep them going. I mean, that that's their motivational speeches to keep these people fighting and us giving them supplies and us supporting it. Because as soon as the people, as soon as they lose the hearts and minds of the people, they can no longer support it. And that's how it works. And the media makes people think that there's all these people supporting things when there really isn't. That's why it's so important to tune out of that mass media garbage and to look at the independent media and the people that you trust. Okay, so this is a great interview. Please share it far and wide. That's how we get the information out. We're so censored. All of us, we talk about that as well. I'm sure you're sick of hearing about censorship, but I got to tell you, censorship is their tool, their main tool to doing what they're doing because, again, the hearts and minds of the people is the most important thing, and if they can censor uh, us who educate people, they can keep the hearts and minds of the people longer, and so that's why they're waging this war against us. So before I get into this, I want to remind you about the $5 Fulvic Minerals from Touchstone Essentials. I have, this week, I'm running a promotion for them where you can get your bottle for free and just pay shipping. Actually, they claim that the bottle's $5 and shipping's free. You can look at it however you want. But regardless, it's only 5 bucks and it's normally 65 I think, which is still pretty inexpensive considering not only does it have the fulvic acid in there, which is what helps you take the minerals. It was from our topsoil. And we're missing it so much in our soil. And so what it does is it ta- helps you take those minerals and absorb it. And we're we're so nine out of ten people are so mineral deficient. It's what's causing diseases and everything else. You, inflammation is of course also a, a source issue, but it's all tied together. in nutritional deficiency, inflammation, and then also are the toxins we're exposed to. And so what he did to make things less expensive overall is he put these minerals in the fulvic acid in with Zeolite. And Zeolite is the heavy metal detox, really good gentle heavy metal detox program that you can get yourself in. They're really thinking that this will be a useful way to get graphene oxide out of your system and get all the crap that's being sprayed on us on a daily basis but graphene oxide is as you know is what's in these vaccines and they can't say he said he can't say 100 for sure that this will work with graphene oxide because he doesn't want to until he has the actual studies that prove it but they are doing these studies now but since it detoxes heavy metals and all the main heavy metals that they know of that probably does it with graphene oxide as well, but he wants a study to prove it to people. So that is really, really good news. And so remember, it's only $5, you can try it out, see if it makes you feel better. That's what we're trying to get to, is people being healthier and feeling better. Get your weight off by having proper nutrition. That's a big thing too. Anyways, I will have the link below for you to use. And uh, you you have to sign up for a subscription. But if you decide that you don't want it, you can always cancel before it gets charged again. I just highly recommend that you try it. They have 500 bottles set aside for this promotion. And I'm hoping I can push it over 500 and I can go to them and and get them to re give us more than 500. That's my goal is to break that 500 barrier. So anyways, uh, the link is below and please remember to do that today. It's only good through the end of the week. So let's get into this amazing discussion with the great Alex Newman. Hi, Alex. Welcome back to the show.
0: Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here, Sarah.
1: Well, I wanted to talk to you about Agenda 2030. We know that the UN and the World Economic Forum just signed an agreement to accelerate that wonderful uh, project, agenda that they have going on, and you being one of the world's experts on what they're really doing. I mean, what they're really doing. You know, there's all these people who claim that they're experts, but they're, we have to look past their rhetoric to the reality of what that rhetoric means. So first, I want to ask you, what does this mean that they're going to accelerate it, and how serious is this?
0: Well, I, I think the role of the World Economic Forum in this, uh, and in fact, they, they kind of explain this in the agreement and then the public statements they've made, is to bring the "quote unquote" business community to the table. And by business community, they're not talking about you know your local grocery store, your local mechanic, your local plumber. Uh, they're talking about these evil mega corporations that are in bed with the government um, and. So what the what Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum have agreed to do is basically foist this uh, sustainable development agenda, which is uh, basically an agenda of tyranny, an agenda of evil, an agenda of restricting individual liberty, an agenda of uh, crushing uh, the legitimate economy and, and basically turning us into a fascist style corporatocracy. Uh, so the World Economic Forum is going to push this agenda on the companies and then the companies are going to go out and push this agenda on their consumers. And that's exactly what we are seeing right now. Um, uh, I, I especially looked at it in terms of the war on farming and the effort to transform the food supply away from uh, kind of a, a world of individual, independent farmers, ranchers, things like that, into a world uh, completely dominated by fascist megacorporations corporations, bed by the government. And, uh, and, and that's what the World Economic Forum does. I mean, that, that is their role is to bring the 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 mega businesses of the world, the Fortune 500, uh, into the New World Order, Great Reset, Build Back Better, Green New Deal. You know, they're all yep. stupid marketing terms for the same thing, but it, it all ends the same way. It's all global slavery, global serfdom. Uh, and so the World Economic Forum is really a key player here. And the fact that they're doing this openly, I think, uh, needs to be explored.
1: Well, let's talk about what they mean by they're going to eliminate hunger, because what I think that they're really saying is that they're going to kill off all the hungry so that and kill off a lot of people so that they can have the sustainable world. I mean, that's their delusional view. And so if we only have a billion or 500 million, we can feed everybody, but we got to kill everybody off first.
0: Yeah, and, and the reality is, in 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 the real world, we can easily feed everybody. Yes, we can. Um, I mean, our our agricultural producers in this country are so unimaginably productive, uh, and they have been for for over a century. One farmer can feed hundreds, thousands of people because we have mechanized agriculture, we have uh, fertilizers, we have uh, modern technology. That makes agriculture incredibly productive, uh, and the same is true with the Dutch farmers. The same is true with the uh, the Boers in southern Africa. Right? These these are farmers who can single-handedly produce enough food to feed a thousand, two thousand people, um, even on a relatively small piece of territory. The Dutch farmers are a great example of that. Uh, Holland is one of the top agriculture product exporters in the world, and yet it's just little teeny tiny piece of land. Right. These farmers are incredibly productive. And so they want to shut that all down. And what you said, I think needs to be understood. Right. When when these people talk about stopping hunger and stopping poverty, uh, they don't mean the same thing that normal people mean. Um, What we do know for sure is that many of the people who are pushing this agenda are also publicly stating that they think there's too many of us on the planet. Uh, They believe that, as you pointed out, we should reduce the population of people down to, you know, 500 million, maybe a billion, depends on which one you talk to. You got Bill Gates uh, open, total, totally in the tank for population control and reducing the number of people on the planet. Uh, In fact, a whole group of these uh, billionaires got together. They formed uh, something called the Good Club. Uh, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Ted Turner, the founder of CNN. Uh, Oprah Winfrey even was invited. I can't imagine why. Uh, David Rockefeller was there. Uh, So you got all these old, disgusting, creepy, totalitarian billionaires having uh, secret meetings about how they're going to reduce the population of the planet. And then out of the other side of their mouth, they're telling the, the serfs, hey, we want you to not be hungry. We want you That's to be safe right. with our vaccines, right? Uh, you should run in the opposite direction. These people are eugenicists. They're sickos. Um, and, and they believe that we are just useless eaters taking up space that otherwise they could enjoy and buffalo could enjoy. So
1: That's right. They, that, so, you know, I've come, it's a horrifying reality when you realize that when they say they're, no one's going to be hungry, that their meaning is really to kill them all. And literally, to, to get rid of the weak and get rid of these people so that there won't be hunger. Yeah. And um, and then they can, they're not lying when they say nobody will be hungry.
0: It's the same thing what they do with peace, Sarah. You hear all these globalist deep state uh, predators, oh, we need peace. So the United Nations is going to bring peace, right? Uh, and, and really uh, what they mean is you know a piece of a leg over here, a piece of a dead body over there. Uh, what they mean when they talk about peace is, absolutely no resistance to their totalitarianism, very much That's like the right. Soviet Union, right? Oh, we love peace. We can't wait for world peace. As soon as you all surrender and, and give up your weapons and shut up and accept this tyranny or get into the camp, then there's going to be peace and it's going to be wonderful. So yeah, we, we believe in peace, uh, but they believe on in peace on totalitarian terms. And of course, we as free humans can never accept that.
1: Yeah, they're, they're saying we will have peace once we control the world. Mm-hmm. Once there's one world order and we control everything, there'll be a world peace. That's what yep. they're saying.
0: Yeah. And once there's no more resistance, once there is no more means to resist. Uh, and, and I mean, they've made this so clear. This is not speculation. This is not theorizing. Uh, we've seen them do it, right? Uh, one of the first, uh, in fact, the first major so-called peacekeeping operation that the United Abominations undertook, uh, the same people behind Agenda 2030, by the way, uh, was in uh, the Congo. Okay, Um you had a province there, the province of Katanga, uh, did not want to live under a mass murdering dictator backed by the Soviet Union. And so they declared independence under a, a wonderful, great uh, African leader, Moshe Chombe. They said, you know, you guys do your communist thing over there. We're actually going to we're going to be free over here. We're going to respect private property rights. We're going to respect yeah. uh, political disagreements and free speech. And we're going to be a, a Christian style, uh, civilized country. You guys do your Soviet Union thing over there. And so the U.N. says, oh, no, that's a, a violation of international peace and security. And so they sent in the peace troops. And you can see what they did. In fact, the Red Cross documented it. They bombed hospitals. They raped women. They bayoneted little children to death to bring peace to the Congo because this group of people didn't want to live under a Soviet dictator. So uh, that's what they mean by peace. That's what they mean by solving hunger and solving poverty. Uh, They don't mean the same thing that normal people think. Really, It's just window dressing. It's marketing slogans to try to market their agenda of evil and tyranny.
1: It's like the Star Wars Empire. <laughs> you know, it's almost, it, I mean, that was the intent of that, is to get people to understand what, what an evil empire is behind the scenes.
0: I've actually never seen it, so I, I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, everybody tells me I need to watch it, so I better get on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is kind of like that. Okay, so, but the, the interesting thing is, use an example of where the United Nations backed the Soviet Union. And you always, in the Congo, and we always were under the impression that the, the Soviet Union was this evil empire, if you will. Now they've been broken up, and now it's, you know, Putin fighting Ukraine and all these things. It seems like they're willing to sacrifice the last person in Ukraine for this agenda that they're doing. And it, it doesn't seem like it. They are willing to sacrifice everyone in Ukraine. And for whatever agenda that they're trying to do. Now, how are they using this Ukraine war as a means of bringing in this reset. Because every time there's been a dollar reset, not dollar, but a monetary reset, there has been a backdrop of war or some major thing going on. Now this isn't hasn't risen to that major of a level, but are they going to get it to that? And what are they doing?
0: Yeah, I've been warning about this from the beginning. And, you know, I see your point about the United Abominations and the Soviet Union. It's been like that from the beginning, right? Uh, People forget that uh, the key guy that we sent to help set up the United Abominations was Alger Hiss. Uh, He was a big State Department guy. He was at Yalta when they betrayed the Eastern Europeans and basically made the world safe for communist tyranny. Uh, And then they made uh, uh, this guy, Alger Hiss, working for the State Department. He was the chairman of the uh, the head of the Carnegie Foundation. They made him the head of the... uh, the, or the meeting that wrote the UN Charter. Then he became the first Secretary General of the UN. Then we threw him in prison because we found out he was a spy for Joseph Stalin. So there's a very long history of uh, the United Abominations being in the pocket of uh, evil, mass-murdering communist authoritarians. And, of course, if you go back far enough, you'll find that the evil, mass-murdering communist authoritarians were backed by Wall Street, were backed by the deep staters. Leon Trotsky and Vladimir Lenin were both given millions of dollars by some of the biggest banks on Wall Street to go overthrow the uh, czarist regime in Russia. So there's a very long history there. Now, how they're using the Ukraine situation— Uh, It's the same way they always use these global conflagrations, but there's an added twist this time, right? So we know that uh, war, especially World War, is the fastest means for expanding the cause of globalism. Um, and again, we're not theorizing here. We know from experience, World War One gave us the League of Nations. Uh, the only reason that didn't succeed was because the US Senate turned it down overwhelmingly. So they had to go back to the drawing board, enter World War II, we get the United Nations, the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, the Bretton Woods Institutions, all the rest of it. We get the, the foundations for the European Union, uh, which of course laid the foundation for other regional governments. Uh, right now, I think what they're doing with the Ukraine is getting ready for the next phase in world order. And I think by the time this is all over, it's going to be very clear what happened here. Uh, you know, the globalists, including Western globalists, by the way, people at the Council on Foreign Relations, the Bilderbergers and all these clowns, uh, they have been talking for many years, at least a decade in their in their publications that I can find, about the alleged need to move over from uh, the unipolar world order model, where the U.S. Uh, basically with a government run by essentially deep state operatives, uh, it gives way to this new world order that they describe as a multipolar world order where uh, various other governments will get an equal, if not greater say in the international system. Uh, and, And ultimately this had to happen for their vision to be realized, right? The United States is, uh, despite the fact that our government, unfortunately, has been infiltrated so thoroughly by evil people who hate the principles our nation was founded on. Uh, our country was founded on these incredible principles, right? These, these principles that uh, are almost unique in world history. They, where the founding fathers said in the Declaration of Independence that God gave us rights, that God. Uh, uh, gave us the right to life and to liberty and to property and the government exists to protect those rights. So this is an incredible idea and it's completely incompatible with their vision for a new world order. So they basically uh, put a, a harness on the American people, on the t- American taxpayer, on the American military, used our country, raped our country to make the world safe, not for democracy, which, by the way, uh, is, is a terrible term, Uh, not to make the world safe for democracy, but to make the world safe for the new world order. And now that they've finished raping our country, now that they have finished Uh, putting the pieces in place. Now they're ready to throw us under the bus and uh, allow us to descend into chaos and civil war and all the rest of it. Uh, And I think by the time this whole Ukraine situation is over, you're going to see it's going to look like the most outrageous geopolitical own goal in world history. Um, And we're already seeing that, right? Uh, They they told us these sanctions were going to hurt the Russians. Oh, that's interesting. The Russians had the best performing currency of 2022 so far. Uh, so uh, I believe and uh, you know, I know this is controversial, but I believe that Putin uh, is and has been uh, part of this agenda from the beginning. I, I first wrote a couple of in-depth pieces on this in 2015 exploring his relationship with Henry Kissinger. You know, Henry Kissinger, of course, is uh, the Rockefeller poodle who really was supposed to be a, a strategist, a visionary for bringing about the new world order. And um, his, his most recent book on the strategy is called World Order. Uh, this was published um, five or six years ago. Uh, and if you read it, he he's very clear about the strategy. He says, first we need to divide the world up into regional orders, and then out of these regional orders we'll find a way to relate them to each other and we'll build a world order. Well, that's exactly what Putin is doing. Okay, first of all, he's building the Eurasian Union, bringing together the nations of the former Soviet Union. Uh, Second of all, through this war that uh, I believe has been engineered behind the scenes, uh, they are giving a radical boost to the cause of globalism. Look at what happened when it started. Uh, The European Union instantly said, hey, we need a European Union military. We need uh, the EU to be more consolidated. We need to centralize more power in Brussels. Of course, Mikhail Gorbachev called the European Union the European Soviet, and he was exactly right. Uh, Then You had NATO, right? Now suddenly the Swedes and the Finns want to join NATO. Now suddenly Switzerland, after hundreds of years of being neutral, is going along with these sanctions. So what they're doing is they're solidifying these regional governments that have been imposed on people around the world. Uh, And by the time it's all over, I think we'll see a giant leap forward for the cause of globalism.
1: Well, I'm seeing the NATO uh, commanders taking over our Navy command -hmm. And there's been a couple major uh, ports or a couple major bases that they've taken over. So, have they completely taken over our Navy command at this point?
0: Oh, well, I, I think it's it's not even a recent development, Sarah. Um, I know. We, we saw during Libya was a really good example. You had the United Abominations pass a resolution. Incidentally, uh, the Russians and the Chinese could have easily stopped it <laughs> they have a veto on the U.N. Security Council. All they had to do was say, no, nah, we don't think it's a good idea for you to invade Libya. And they didn't. Um, so the U.S. Security Council passed this crazy resolution saying that uh, we needed international military intervention in Libya under the guise of protecting civilians. And what happened? Obama didn't go to Congress and say, hey, we need a declaration of war from y'all so we can go enforce this U.N. resolution. He said, oh, well, the U.N. and NATO have spoken. And so what happened? Obama put uh, our military assets, our, our fighter jets, our, our soldiers, our special operations people, the intelligence agencies at the service of NATO. NATO bombed Libya to smithereens. They, uh, of course, murdered Gaddafi. Uh, and uh, now Libya has descended into civil war. So this is not new. Uh, NATO really is and I think has been from the beginning, uh, the military wing of the New World Order agenda. Um, In fact, it's organized under the Charter of the United Nations. You can go read its charter. It says it's it's organized under the UN Charter, uh, and its role, of course, is to be deployed when the UN Security Council or NATO says that it needs to be. So it's part of this regionalizing of the world to undermine sovereignty and to wipe out basically anybody that gets in the way.
1: Okay. And I, and I think the wiping out anybody getting in the way is a, is a realistic, uh uh, it's reality, but we need to uh, have priorities. I think that what I'm seeing is people like you and me are being shut up. You know, we're being censored to oblivion, but there's also all these other people that aren't being as censored. And there's a lot going on in the, independent media of people just dealing with trivial issues. Not that they aren't trivial for expanding your mind, but they're trivial in the sense of fighting this war that we're in. So how do we get people to focus on the priorities that matter so that we can win this war?
0: Uh, You are absolutely correct, Sarah. And one of the ways you can tell who is controlled opposition is by who is promoted and not censored on the social media companies. Um, it's very easy to see this, right? You've got clowns that are making totally ridiculous statements um, that not only are not censored by YouTube, but are promoted by YouTube's algorithms, right? And you've had this for years, people selling this stupid hopium and oh, you just got to trust the plan and you know, everything's going to be fine. And by the way, Uh, So you can tell who is um, either controlled opposition or completely useless just by looking at who the social media companies not only don't censor but promote. Uh, Ben Shapiro is a a really good example of this, right? Uh, It came out in the news that he was being shadow boosted by Facebook. Meanwhile, people like you and I are being censored, demonetized, deplatformed. The algorithms are rigged to make sure nobody can ever find us. Uh, Exactly. uh, It's truly a sight to behold. So when you see somebody being shadow boosted, you can know for sure. That they are either controlled opposition or just total idiots who are a, a distraction to the cause. Uh, and that's what they do, right? Uh, they, they've really perfected the art of this. The Soviets were masters at it. They would prop up uh, and opposition leader and then allow all the people who are upset with the tyranny to rally behind the opposition leader uh, and then you either arrest them all and destroy them or you mislead them and you get them to do something incredibly stupid Uh, another really good example of this right now that we're seeing sarah is this push for a constitutional convention Uh, you've got all these pied pipers these fake conservatives backed by massive massive amounts of dark money uh pretending to be you know leaders of the parade of the conservative movement And we just need to have a a, a, they call it a convention of states. If we could just rewrite our Constitution, we could just pass amendments to our Constitution, then everything would be fine. Wait a minute. What part of the Constitution is it that you don't like? What part of the Constitution is it that you think needs to be changed? And you never get an answer from them. Right. Uh, So this is what they do. Um, They get promoted on Fox News. They get promoted by the social media companies uh, and then the people that are really telling the truth, the people that are really giving you uh, uh, practical tips for turning the tide against this agenda are censored, are demonized, are silenced. And um, obviously you fall in that category, Sarah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's really great. And, you know, Rosa Corey, who was a, uh, just a champion of trying to educate people on Agenda 2030, she had practical advice she was giving people how to actually combat this in your local government. And I think because she was doing that, she had that fast acting cancer that suddenly she's gone. So, I'm not going to let that scare me because my children, I don't want them living under a, in the the future of society, living in this kind of tyranny. So, I am not going to back down. But we need uh, more uh, directed priorities and we need to unite across the aisle. I mean, this is crazy. We just talked about how you and Rosa Corey didn't agree on like the basic political stuff, but that was so trivial. Compared to what we're fighting that you guys ended up becoming great friends, just like uh, Paul Preston. He's an ultra conservative, but he followed her, read her book 10 times, and, you know, because she was always a uh, classical liberal. It's just like Naomi Wolf. She's she's starting to get it, too. And she's like, oh, my God. And I told her, I go, if we can't unite over this, we can't unite over anything. I mean, because we can get back to fighting about basic some of these basic political things later, because that's trivial compared to what we're fighting now.
0: That's exactly right. Uh, And uh, people need to understand that, right? Uh, Right now, we we can't be um, excommunicating people or purging people or telling people they're not welcome. Uh, in the freedom movement over uh, what really ultimately boiled down to relatively minor political issues. Uh, right now, we have a crisis situation where our, our most fundamental freedoms are at stake. Our nation is at stake. Self-government is at stake. Our God-given rights are at stake. Uh, and so right now, uh, we need to unite with anybody of goodwill who who wants to preserve these basic freedoms, who wants to preserve uh, the, the basic uh, self-government structures that exist so that we can govern ourselves. Uh, and then we can sort out our different on other issues later right now we have a, a criminal cabal of mass murderers who are determined to make slaves out of the survivors and uh, you know right now that needs to be top priority in terms of uh, things that we need to be doing and um, you, you're you're right I mean you know Rosa Cory she was a Democrat right and she was a Democrats against agenda 21 I, I she, she she realized the Democrat Party had been completely and totally hijacked by totalitarians, but that's the worldview she came from. And yet uh, we just had a phenomenal time. We'd invite her to conferences, and uh, you know she really was a, a great freedom fighter, even though we we disagreed on plenty of things. Uh, but but, you know but those First, things were trivial exactly. It, then in we'll the worry grand about those scheme, more trivial things.
1: Yeah, yep. I mean they're not trivial, but they are. I mean you know everything is a. Uh, is when a, compared a prior, to what
0: we're facing they're trivial <laughs> they really
1: are yeah i mean yep. and and so how do we get uh get people all united in a direction that makes a difference because i see so many people sidetracked with just it's not goofiness i mean because it's it, it's not trivial and expanding your mind and doing things and a normal in normal situations It would be so interesting and i'd really want to get behind some of this stuff but right now it really is a distraction you know i it's like the charlie wards of the world which he's he's probably a great guy i don't know but a lot of what he's telling people is a distraction we need to get focused on the priorities at hand and how do we do that and who and it's not a who because i don't think this is like a one leader is going to save us but where do we um, unite and how do we know what these priorities are?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. And, um, you know, I think one of the guiding lights that uh, that has served people well for thousands of years is the Bible. You know, the Bible has some pretty basic rules in it. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not steal. Right? I mean, these are pretty basic things that I think most reasonable people, even non-Christians, can agree on. So that's a good starting point. Right. If your political ideology, uh, World Economic Forum, United Abominations, I'm looking at you, uh, involves murdering, stealing, taking away basic fundamental freedoms, private property, et cetera. Uh, then you're bad, and we can unite behind those basic principles. And also, I think our our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence are, are really good um, guiding documents for for how we can organize and uh, and stand for basic principles that allow us all to uh, live and um, and and sort out our differences in a peaceful way. But I think ultimately it comes down to truth. You know, who who is telling the truth and who's not? Uh, truth is an incredibly powerful weapon. And so, uh, you know, we need to be looking for truth, different sources of truth, and then sharing it. Uh, And I think there is a danger of, you know, following a leader, because once you start following a leader, then that leader can be corrupted, that leader can be misinformed. uh, And so that's dangerous. But I I do encourage people to uh, think about basic principles, um, think about truth uh, more than personalities and things like that. And um you know it's it's of course very difficult and and there are of course uh, a lot of people like we discussed earlier who are controlled opposition and um you know they they oftentimes sound like us um they wouldn't be very effective, controlled opposition if they didn't give you some truth. I think a really good example of this, too, is, is Fox News, right? Uh, you get right. a lot of truth on Fox News, a lot more than you would get on, say, the Communist News Network, CNN or or NBC or ABC or any of these things. Um, and, and so people say, oh, look, there's a source of truth that we can cling on to. Well, you know. Yeah, you get a little bit more truth, but also are are they putting rat poison in there? And I think the rat poison is a really good analogy. You know, rat poison, the overwhelming majority of a rat poison pellet is delicious, yummy rat food. It's only a tiny, tiny piece, maybe 0.1% that is actually the poison that's going to kill you. Uh, And so that's what we need to be very, very careful for. So I, I do tell people, you know, be careful um, What you believe, uh, do your due diligence, uh, find people who have a long track record of telling you the truth. And nobody's perfect, right? E- even well meaning uh, freedom fighters and patriots and truth tellers sometimes get deceived. Sometimes they get it wrong, but do they, they then apologize? Are they humble yep. about it? Uh, and, and I think those things are all critical, Sarah.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you know, Fox News, Tucker Carlson, which is being promoted big time right now, I used to love watching him. Oh, it's Tucker time. I loved watching him. And then I watched him during the election, and I said, oh, my God, this guy is controlled opposition. And then I saw a clip of him talking about 9-11. And if I can find that clip, I'll play it here. If I can't find it, then I'm sorry, guys. But it was so obvious that he was not willing to even think about the details of 9-11. And that made me realize that Tucker is here as controlled opposition. He says so many things that... That feel good, and that's true, but when it comes down to their agenda items and specific things they really need to have happen, he clears the way for them.
0: Yep. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I look at it like these invisible fences that they have for dogs. You know, you put a shock collar on the dog and then you put the, the posts up. And if the dog goes past that invisible fence, they get shocked. Um, yeah, you know, I, I like Tucker Carlson. I think he, he does uh, important work. But he's like that dog uh, behind the invisible fence with the shock collar on. Uh, you know, the second he goes past that invisible fence, and, you know, then you know, OK, I better get back. Right? Can't talk about the New World Order. Can't talk too much about Agenda 2030. Can't talk about uh, the effort to starve humanity. Can't talk about how these injections are going. Going to kill you, or destroy you, or maim you and your family, at least until it's it's too late. You know now he's starting to talk about it. That's well, now right. you know most Americans have, have been coerced into taking one. So now you can come out and tell the truth. But if you had told the truth, you know a year ago millions of people wouldn't have taken them. So um, you know it's 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 very sad, uh, and and people need to be aware of that. You know, and and, and I don't know that Tucker Carlson uh, understands all that, or that he's a bad guy, but uh, he works for uh, a network. Founded by somebody who's been deeply involved with the Council on Foreign Relations. In fact, news corporation that owns Fox News was a corporate member of the Council on Foreign Relations for a long time. Of the two uh, Murdoch brothers who took it over are now well-known big government globalists. So, um, you know, how much truth do you you think they're really going to allow on that network? Do you think they're really going to give you the information that you need to free yourself? And the answer is, of course, no.
1: That's right. They give you enough to make you feel good. And the people who have those tendencies to watch them but then they won't they, they stop you before that you get to that point. Yep. And that is a danger because then we're never we're not doing the priority items we need to keep this from happening. We're not doing the work that's necessary. Okay, so where do we find the work that's necessary? that's why I loved Rosa Corey because she was giving practical advice on how to do the necessary work. You still can get the behind the green mask and there's a lot of practical invi- advice in there. And what to do in your local areas to deal with this, um, but we need to get back to or get to a point where there are practical things that everyone is united to do so that we can break this.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I think it begins with uh, having a- accurate, good sources of information, and of course, your your program is one of those. Um, uh, I write for publications that I consider to be uh, good sources of true information. Uh, the New American uh, is uh, I serve there a senior editor. People can go to thenewamerican.com. Uh, that, of course, is is a publication of the John Birch Society, which has been fighting this battle for 63 years. I don't know of any other national organization that has successfully been fighting this for for so many decades, so many generations. Um, yeah, I write for the Epoch Times, which uh, is a very very good source of accurate, useful information. Uh, and you know, people need to realize this. this. This is a war that has been declared on us. And the first thing any military commander worth his salt will tell you is you need to have good intelligence. If you don't have good intelligence, you're doomed, right? You don't know what the enemy's doing. You don't know where the enemy is at. You don't know where the the mortars are going to be coming in from. So, you know, pack it in. You're done. Uh, And so you need to have access to good, accurate, true, reliable information and intelligence. Uh, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, there there's only a small handful of, of sources that I would consider to be very good. Uh, I just listed some of them. Um, and, uh, you know, there are uh, a lot of books out there that I recommend uh, people read to get the background, the the depth. Um, and, uh, you know, just use good judgment, use good discernment as you go out and get information. And as Sun Tzu said, the, the great uh, Chinese military strategist, uh, you know, if you know yourself and you know your enemy, um, you're going to win every single battle. If you don't know yourself and you don't know your enemy, you're going to lose every single battle. And so one of the things that we need to do, um, and, and I, you know, I include myself in this, is we need to get more familiar with who we are as Americans, who we are as Christians, who we are as uh, free people. Uh, and what does that mean? You know, what is our history? What are our founding documents? What is our heritage? What's the, the background of Western civilization, of the American war for independence? You know, how did we get the freedoms that we had? We need to know all of that, uh, and and we've been denied that information through the public schools, through the government, the uh, the government backed uh, fake media, right? So we've been deprived of that. We've also been deprived on uh, information about uh, the enemy. You know who who is it that's trying to take our freedoms and kill and steal and enslave us? Uh, and so we need to understand these if we're going to be successful and effective in uh, in resisting and protecting our freedoms.
1: Well, and understanding what freedom really is, you know, Harriet Tubman said that she could have freed a lot more slaves if they would have realized they were slaves. Mm -hmm. A lot of the black people didn't even realize they were slaves; they were born into it, and they just they didn't even know. And so her thing was, she was saddened by that because she couldn't she could only get the people that realized it.
0: Yeah. And that's the situation we're in today as Americans, right? You've got a lot of people in this country that uh, you try to share the truth with them, and they get mad at you, right? Um, I I had a guy yesterday get really mad at me because I I quoted the Canadian government's data on uh, the the vaccine. It turns out there is a a pandemic of the triple and quadruple vaccinated in Canada. Over 90% of the people dying and in hospitals from COVID right now are the triple and quadruple vaccinated. And this guy got really mad. He was super triggered by me telling him that. It's like, look, dude, I got these numbers straight off the Canadian government's website site. If you hate the truth, then, you know, you hate the truth. But, you know, don't hate me for telling you the truth. Exactly.
1: That's exactly what what we're in. And I'm in that same boat, but I don't care. I'm just going to keep going.
0: Same. Absolutely. We have to.
1: That's right. And these
0: people, some of them will come to their senses eventually. You know, that's one of the great things that we have going for us, Sarah. Nobody who who understands the truth is going back to sleep. And you know, I think I'm just going to go watch <laughs> CNN again. You know, I think I'm just going to go uh, vote for Democrats or, or Rhino Republicans again. You know that, that, you know, that never happens, right? All of the movement is from the people who are asleep, the people who've been hypnotized and brainwashed, the people who were born into this slavery mindset, uh, coming over to our side. And and this movement is accelerating. It's massive. That's why Google has had to rig their algorithms. Too many people were looking for the truth. They had to stop people from finding it. Uh, and so this this movement is huge. Millions of people have woken up uh, in just in this country over the last couple of years and millions more are going to wake up uh, over the years ahead. And so now, you know, one of the challenges like we talked about earlier is to just make sure they don't get deceived and um, and weaponized or manipulated into going down the wrong path.
1: That's right. And, and looking for things like we're suing Google and we're not giving up. You know, there were people that wanted to give up because well trump's case is going well and whatever and i talked to tom rents i'm like tom i can't it makes no sense we give up because one other case and we got to get and it turns out that trump's case is kind of imploding and different things and there's a lot more going on there than we realize and and i you know i put my foot down says guys i'll just i'll pay for it personally if you know i'll pledge my own personal thing if just to keep this going it was only Fifty thousand. Time now, they added another ten. Now, where it's like ends up being like sixty-five thousand. But sixty-five thousand in the grand grand scheme is nothing. You know what I'm saying? And keeping this going, and and now we're at the forefront of this fight. And people are like, this is a big deal. And you guys might be. I mean, people are in. It's it's becoming a big deal because they're realizing that our fight, we're the farthest along. And we really could make a dent on not only on the free speech when it comes to political views, but also the medical views, you know, censoring that as well. It's a big deal. Now we have, we're being, our a law. Our um, lawyer is working for another company, and it's, the company has three people who have uh, clerked in the Supreme Court, and that was the one case they're really interested in, and I said, well... If there's any sabotage, God darn it, let me know because we'll never let this thing get sabotaged. But, you know, I think it's going in the right direction and they're very excited about it. So these are the kind of fights we have to have. We have to have the lawsuits, we have to have the mass um, non compliance. I mean, just do not put a freaking mask on your face. Yep. Those kinds of, Matt, but things that are important, don't let your. Ch- I would say start homeschooling your kids if you can. If you oh, can't, get into a charter school or, uh, you know, if you don't have the resources to homeschool your kids, maybe you can come together with a community of people so that you can homeschool your kids.
0: Yeah, and I, I honestly think that is one of the most important things right now um, is, is for people to get their children out of the government's brainwash camps immediately. I mean, there's there's almost nothing more urgent because that is... I think the heart of the battle, every totalitarian of the last 100 years has realized that the, the path to total power is brainwashing the young people. Uh, I've studied the public education system for uh, well over a decade now. I've written books on it. Uh, and it is the single most important weapon in the hands of these totalitarians. And uh, I, I tell people, you know, you, you think you can't afford uh, to pull your child out of government school just you wait. You can't afford not to pull your child out of government school. They will turn against you. They will turn against your country, against your church, against your values. Uh, They will literally view you as the enemy. Uh, And we've seen this over and over and over again throughout history. Communist China, Nazi Germany, Soviet Union, what the government schools did was turn the children against the parents. And then you had the kids turning the parents over to the government to be executed to be sent to siberia and if you think that won't happen here you're kidding yourself they are training these kids to view their parents as the enemies their parents are systematically racist their parents are the cause of global warming and the killing of the planet um you have no idea folks the the anger the viciousness that is being instilled in the minds of your children you have to get them out. And I can't emphasize that strongly enough. Uh, And even charter schools, I would caution people, even charter schools are still government schools. They're still required to teach the dumbed down standards. They're still required to use the same uh, quack methodologies. Uh, You know, I think if you can homeschool, that is probably the gold standard. If not, there are great private, independent Christian schools and things like that that you can rely on. Uh, And like you said, sir, there's also communities all over this country. Almost every town of any size in America now has got at least one many times many homeschool co-ops. Just here in my county, uh, we're not a huge county, we've got at least five or six co-ops that I know of. Some of them are, you know, three, four days a week. Uh, Everybody can do it. If our goat herding ancestors for thousands of years could afford to educate their own children, we in the richest country that the world has ever seen can certainly afford to do it as well.
1: Well, so have we turned the tide here? Have we in America turned the tide? Some people say that the rest of the world's going to fall, but America's going to stand and that we are going to leave the rest of the world out of this tyranny. Is that something that you believe is happening or or and, and are there other countries that maybe are doing the same as us?
0: Well, I think it's something that's possible. Um, you know, I, I don't know that that is sure. I don't know that we are guaranteed victory, but I think America is in the best position to do exactly what you just described, which also puts us in a dangerous spot, right? (laughs) I mean, America is the only nation in the world, I think, that has the means and the ideas and the foundations and the population that are capable of doing that. There's no other country in the world. I mean, there there are a few other countries that are pretty liberty minded where you have a, a decent number of people who are awake and who are paying attention, but none of them are as powerful as the United States. But the reason I say that puts us also in a very dangerous position is because if we know that... They know that too. Okay? That's right. Uh, and so we are target number one at this point for food crisis, for currency crisis, for civil war. I mean, uh, people out there who. who who don't see, who don't connect the dots, uh, I think are going to be shocked. The reason they are dividing our population, the reason they're encouraging people to go out and, and riot and burn down cities and, and hate their neighbor because they might be they have a different uh, skin tone or they might have a different hairstyle. They might be, you know, a, a different beliefs about something. The reason they're doing that is because they want to fracture our country. They want to implode us. Uh, and so, we, it's, it's really a double-edged sword, right? But I, I do think it's possible. I, I think right now the mainstream opinion in America is solidly with us, Sarah. People may not understand all the details, you know, they, they... – They haven't read the books, but they know something's really wrong. They know the election was stolen. They know they don't want their children to be brainwashed with this nonsense that they can, you know, chop off their private parts and be a new gender and that America is this evil, systematically racist place. So we're in a good position and an incredibly dangerous position right now. And, uh, you know, I believe in the sovereignty of God, but at the same time, uh, a lot depends on us. So
1: yes, it does. We, We have to act. Now, there are a lot of African nations that that get it, too because they've been persecuted for so long, I think that Africa is a source of strength that we can tap into. Um, because you see, they they were the nations that really were the backbone behind defending these amendments at, with the WHO. So um, there's a lot there that we can depend on. Um, obviously, they don't have the strength that we have and the resources that we have, but they definitely are a group of people that are with us, I think.
0: Uh, many of them are. Yeah, I used to live in Africa. I've spent a lot of time in Africa, uh, and there is uh, a, a lot of understanding. There's there's this innate sense of distrusting government and international institutions that we used to have in America, right? I yeah. mean, that, that was one of our defining characteristics as Americans, is that we don't trust the government. And if the government's too dangerous, hey, uh, you know, we have a, a Second Amendment for that. That's what our founding father said. Um, and uh, unfortunately, many Americans have lost that understanding. But to Africans, a- after all of the abuse that's been heaped on them by the Bill Gates of the world and the United Abominations and these uh, autocratic governments and dictators and gangsters, uh, you know, they have a, a very good understanding that y- you don't trust people in power. Um, you always have to have a very healthy degree of skepticism. Uh, and there's a there's a very significant uh, freedom movement in Latin America, too. I grew up in Latin yeah, America. Yeah. Um, you know, many Latin American countries have now fallen to communism uh, and many others are on the verge of falling to communism. I'm just heartbroken by what's been happening in Colombia over the last few months. Colombia was one of the powerhouses. Uh, of um, standing against the tide of totalitarianism. And it looks like they may be on the verge of falling right now, but uh, there are a lot of great men and women in Latin America who love freedom, who understand what's happening. um, And, and this is encouraging to me as well.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Russia for all its, you know, background, the, the people there fundamentally understand too, because they've been through so much horrific history that they don't trust the government either, yep. and so there's a lot of people there. I, like you said, the mainstream. I think the mainstream in the world is on our side. Oh, it, clearly. clearly, yes. Sarah. It, I mean, yeah. back
0: when YouTube still had the the thumbs down button on YouTube, uh, you could see the World Economic Forum would put out these stupid videos you know, say, saying whatever their agenda was. Uh, and it would be like 100 to 1 or 1,000 to 1 downvotes for every one vote. Um, so you see very clearly that that people are not on board with this stuff. Uh, and you know, Eastern Europe is another source of strength. I was in Hungary a, a few years ago, went to the prime minister's office, I actually uh, interviewed in public the uh, secretary of state there, Zoltan Kovacs. And um, you know, one of the things he said to me that really stuck to me is, look, we lived under Islamist tyranny, right? Hungary w- was conquered by uh, the Ottoman Empire, and it was brutal. And we're not going to do that again. Uh, so we're not going to have open borders. We're not going to allow these globalists. To, to flood our country with people from foreign cultures. Uh, and also, we lived under communism for generations. We're not going to allow that to happen again. So, we're going to resist the EU. We're going to resist the globalist agenda. We're going to resist George Soros. In fact, they had just passed the Stop Soros Act. Uh, so, people around the world, including many people in power, you know, the, the new president of Brazil, Jair Bolsonaro, um, great, great man. Uh, and, and he is um, really fighting these people tooth and nail. Um, so, so there's a lot of good things happening around the world. And, and I agree with you that the mainstream of opinion globally is with us. Um, just a lot of people who realize these things don't realize that everybody else realizes these things, too, because they're still tuning into the TV and thinking, oh, it's only me and my wife who get it. No, go out and talk to your neighbors. Got to talk to the people at your church. You'll see many, many others get it, too.
1: Yeah, and that's right. But I think our biggest weakness are the wealthy countries and the naive people who've lived pretty well, who have been suckered into thinking that this is a uh, a great fan, you know, panacea future. And you know what I'm talking about the uh, rich white liberals or the, or the, you know, the the educated, the the wealthy black people, too. I mean, they've all been sucked into this crap and we see it on cnn we i live in uh i live in the twin cities minneapolis area so i there's a lot of people in this area that have been spoiled for so long their entire life that they can't see it and they're useful idiots
0: yeah useful. Idiots is exactly the correct term for them. And, you know, what's ironic is a lot of these people will, will end up being put up against the wall and shot if Me and first. when the totalitarians take over. Exactly. They'll be the first ones to go because, you know, they they naively thought, hey, this is going to be great. It's going to be rainbows and unicorns and isn't is this going to be wonderful. And then when they realize this, this monstrous barbarism and tyranny, they say, oh, wait, that's not what I signed up for. Okay, shut up. Right. Uh, and I mean, that's what happened to, to Leon Trotsky. Ended up with an ice pick and said, uh, I always remind people of Joseph Stalin, you know, uh, one of the worst mass murderers to ever exist. And um, he had, you know, the top 34 or so uh, deputies that he had and lieutenants, uh, only a handful, maybe three of them died a natural death. The vast majority of them were purged and were executed and were sent to Siberia and worked to death in work camps. Uh, and so e- even the people who think, oh, I'm, I'm going to get a seat at the table here, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be part of it. Oh, you are kidding yourself, man. You are absolutely kidding yourself. They will put you up against a wall and shoot you in a heartbeat. <laughs> If you get in the way in any way, or if you, uh, you know, get too big for your britches. So even the folks that think that uh, they're on the winning team here, you better reconsider that.
1: That's exactly right. I had somebody before in the election saying, thinking that we are winning, we're going to win, we're going to win in a landslide, all these things. It's like, uh, one thing I know from, you know, I coach sports for a long time. I'm like, you never underestimate your enemy ever. And you haven't won until you've won. And you have to fight like heck until it's over. And then you fight differently <laughs> after it's over to maintain it. So it, it it just, we can't ever let our guard down. Okay, I think we're in agreement. <laughs> Where can people find more of your work, follow you, because they need to be following you. You're putting out just wonderful resources for people. You're giving people And this is why I was trying to say you're giving people actionable items that they can do. And we need more of that. We need more people following these actionable items and sharing and getting because it's a cultural thing. We need the entire cultural culture involved in doing this because it can't just be some of us. It has to be a change of culture.
0: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I so appreciate that, Sarah. And, uh, so I do a lot of different things. My personal website is LibertySentinel.org. Sentinel is S-E-N-T-I-N-E-L.org. Uh, also, I have a, a daily TV show I do every day on Frank Speech, Lindell TV. It's called The Sentinel Report. It's live every day from 430 to 5 Eastern on Lindell 2. And then it rebroadcasts every morning on and every night on Lindell 1 or Frank Speech 1. Uh, and then again, on, you know, Brighteon and some of the other uh, platforms out there, I'm senior editor at the New American magazine. So for people who aren't uh, subscribers yet, you can go there and subscribe. You get two print issues every month. Uh, and even if you don't subscribe, you can get that daily headlines emailed to you for free every single weekday uh, or weekly or monthly, if that's what you prefer. Uh, I write regularly for the uh, the Epoch Times, for the Law Enforcement Intelligence Brief, which primarily goes out to police chiefs and sheriffs more than um You know, regular people, but there's a lot of people in law enforcement who are with us, by the way. Um, And so, those are some of the places I I do encourage people to um, keep following your show, keep sharing this stuff out. Uh, You know, Google, uh, fascist book, YouTube—they're all censoring us like crazy, folks. So we depend on you to get this out. So take the link to this episode and forward it to your friends, forward it to your family, forward it to people uh, in your church and in your community. Uh, That's the only way we're going to be able to bypass the uh, the totalitarians and the censors. And uh, thanks again, Sarah. I really appreciate
1: it yeah thank you so much for coming on and thank you for your courage and your strength and your continued fight for all of us
0: hey well the feeling is mutual i really appreciate it sarah keep up the great work i look forward to having you on my show soon and uh, thanks again for all that you're doing